0: He's the, the owner, owner of, the of the most educated beat in professional wrestling. wrestling. Some, Some would, would call him the professor. Some might call him infamous. We call
1: him the host of the show. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? It's
0: time for the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish.
1: A new one. Is
0: that
2: it? And okay? we're back this week. Could be. We're back this week in a brand new edition of the Undisputed Podcast. The man up there is. Dennis, aka D Scott. Yo. And your hostess with the Mostis, the King of Sting, the Count of Monte Fisto, the Toastmaster General himself, the infamous one, Bobby Fish.
1: Bobby Jackfish. Brows, Bobby Jackfish. Jackfish. My eyebrows are <laughs> dancing.
2: And our guest this week is Daddy Burt!
1: Martin NXT Stone! Champion.
0: How are you doing, Ed?
1: well, well, well. well. many names. Are those the only uh, what are the what
0: what names have uh, have you used? So, uh, in as Joe Riot, why Joe hmm. Riot? I had no idea. I had this thing in my head of using uh, reading people the riot act as part okay. of a pro. Uh, <laughs> then yeah, stupid. I don't know I was just like, why Joe? I had no idea, just ah, that'll <laughs> do um then yeah then when i started working for one place in england they teamed me with a guy called sticks because they thought it would be really original to call us sticks and stone um uh-huh. ooh, but then i was martin stone up until uh yeah i got hired and then obviously i was danny birch then i got released then i was martin stone uh-huh. then when i did the uk tournament originally i was supposed to keep martin stone but then they changed it back to danny birch and then yeah was Danny Birch again.
1: there you go there
3: you
0: go huh i'll be done yeah inter- yeah and again that was a name i never picked obviously this was back in the fcw days when you you submit 10 names and then they picked the yeah. best one and they literally just made it up and they went well we've got three so and i was like what's the other two because this is an awful name yeah yeah
1: they they have <laughs> they've, there have been um a few different iterations of uh when you come when you would get hired uh um, yeah just depended on the timing sometimes they were like all about using your real names and then yeah. other times they wanted submissions and
0: mm, yeah. yeah yeah you know it worked <laughs> it, sure it job, just I, I wasn't a 100 percent fan of it for sure but
1: mm-hmm. of danny birch
0: yeah well yeah I just I, I just wasn't a fan huh Okay. It worked, you know, but just yeah. uh, it just wasn't a cool sounding name. I'm just like, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it, does, it just it doesn't sound cool.
1: It was pretty regular, but like I don't know. I I think sometimes the I don't it it worked for me. Like when I when I heard like Danny Birch, I never it always I <laughs> some reason thought it fit.
0: I, yeah, like, it, yeah, I mean it did. did fit. It just I I don't know. I just wasn't a fan of it
1: yeah well i think two things um you know because you're from the uk like you come in and it's uh wb being an american company even though it's worldwide yes um you if you're from another country you kind of have a built-in gimmick you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. you're, you're yeah. gimmicked on the you know way in the door
0: um from what they were trying to do i think it was basically they were trying to do okay how can we use the name danny dyer because obviously i'm from england uh. the dude that he was in the football factory and stuff like that and he made quite, he made like a few like low budget movies that did really well in the states so i think that's where they were trying to that's the place that they were trying to come from okay
1: so. well, i don't I, I think for me it might have always been the um I always thought like Danny Boy, and I thought that might Boy. be Irish. You recall? Might be Irish. Irish.
0: And you were kicking my ass <laughs> in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the a, Danny Boy. I'm, not I'm a crooner <laughs> trying to pop my you, oh, are a yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you are crooner. You are crooner.
2: <laughs> and a hulkamaniac.
4: And a hulk. Oh God! Again. Man, I can't help mm-hmm. myself today. What are you um, drinking there, Dennis? Uh, it's a it's a rain orange dreamsicle. Make it
1: a rain, baby. Make it oh, a rain. Roman oh, rains.
4: On. Roman
1: Reigns. It's raining. It's pouring.
4: Frank. Four minutes and 40 seconds and we're off the rails. Well done, boys. We wow. are. We are.
1: Awesome. Let's get yeah. us back on. You know, uh, Martin, <laughs> believe it or not, we actually format this. For town flooring. And uh let's get us back on track here. Uh Frank wants to know. <laughs> oh
2: no, I'm just curious how you guys approach seminars because Bobby, I watched one, a guy put a clip on I don't know where I think it was Facebook of one that you did. And not to be critical of anybody, but these the guys that you were seminaring didn't look like I I'd, I'd be seeing them in the big time anytime soon. How do, you guys, uh, how do you guys weed out fans coming in? And have you ever been in that particular where you got more – you have half fans, half guys who are actually prospects? Is there a process of weeding guys out?
0: So for me, I, I never really try and weed anybody out in the class because at the end of the day, who am I to say, well, you're going to be awful, so just quit now? That's not my place to say that. It's not my place to say that at all. So the way I approach seminars is just, okay, I completely 100% stand for believability in your work and your basics, like literally being as good as possible. So the way I approach them is, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing with you. If you decide to take that and run with it and use it and and put it into your matches, I, I just look for, okay, are oh, the lockups good? Are oh, you know when they're snatching holds? Does it look aggressive? Does it look real? Does it look believable? So it, it's some of that stuff will go over a new guy's head, but they can still okay. My basics need to be good, so I, I, it's kind of like a blanket statement, really, that I do. Like you know, I mean, I've, I've been to some seminars when guys they literally just do they blow them up for like an hour just doing nonsense drills. And then they're like, okay, well, we'll do a and a for an hour now. Right, okay, pay me, I'm out, see you later. And that I, I don't think that's fair because it's like we come into the business and we always try and leave it better than when we left. So I'm very, very hands-on in uh, my, uh, my stuff that I teach with them. Mm. I mean, if I
1: add anything <laughs> to it, uh just – you it is one of the most difficult parts about doing a seminar mm. um is the fact that your um range in that seminar can be a wide one from yeah. from guys that have a few matches to you know basically fans and yeah. so are you gonna start with like i i get people in the ring usually Have them take a bump and and i usually know pretty quickly just based on that like yeah yeah for sure yeah okay um but when you do have the the wide range that makes it the most difficult and then that's when there is definitely uh, kind of defer a little bit to a little more question and answer yeah yeah, a little less physical um but the people you know that pay for it that are that are there to to try to get some uh to get better at the craft. Like yeah. I don't I don't want to cheat them and yeah for um, sure yeah yeah I mean, again, I mean it's it's on a uh, on each occasion basis for me I yeah. I am comfortable at this point to where I'll 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 figure it out. You know, yeah. I book these yeah, seminars, no, sure. and I'm like, "Yep, I'm gonna, I'll yeah. figure it out one way or the other. I will make it work, and yeah. I will make it worth what I was, what I was paid, or or what people paid, or whatever it is. Like, I'll, yeah. I will make it worthwhile. Yeah, because not- I like, like, uh, like Martin said, like it's on us to leave the business. And I think guys like like William Regal and Fit Finley, uh, you know, these are they they have left a legacy of like, leaving the business better than you found it. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. And those are the people that, I, you know, who, whose reputations I respect the most and, and yeah. think, like, you know, that's that's the sort of um, pro wrestler I would like to be remembered as.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And again, like, sometimes with this uh, seminars and stuff, I'll be like, don't let people in that have been wrestling less than two years or three years and stuff like that. Just so it's mm-hmm. then because, and, and again, if, if some people have turned up and they've been like, Oh, I, I started training last week. So then that's when i say, right, this is going to go completely over your head. Do you have mm-hmm. a pen and a uh, notepad? And they're like, yeah, I'm not right. Take notes. If there's stuff that you've got questions, just ask me afterwards. That's a good and, idea. Yeah. I always do because I always go through and be like, right, how long have you guys been training or working or whatever? Yeah. If someone's like, oh, this is my second month. I'm like, okay, this isn't going to be uh, for you today.
1: Yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah uh, if you've got a notepad and a pen, take notes. And then, you know, we, we just go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that
1: answer your question, Frank? It answers the
2: question of the people, yes, it does. Thank you. Okay. You're <laughs> welcome, Frank. I have Frank, no... is there
1: anything else we can do for you? This is all about you,
2: Frank. you want a
1: sandwich?
2: It is almost lunchtime, so yeah, we can do a sandwich. <laughs> okay. Well, now that that's out of the way. It's a good question, No, You guys do seminars, Jason. People should know what to expect, and they're coming to see, uh, come to, you know. Come to see I it. liked it. I, I, I'm only busting your balls because that's what I do. Hey, oh, hey,
1: oh, I like it because it was, you know, it's not something that we would normally start with. And, uh, oh, the grounds people are here. Sorry, I got distracted. (laughs) I saw them out the window. (laughs) Our grounds, like our HOA, first off, is way too expensive um
2: and the people that like mow the lawn and do the oh so bougie that's so bougie no the lawn guys here do my lawn (laughs) they they do it but
1: it they suck at it they're not it's awful (laughs) you know like i would rather do it myself and pay less hoa like i'm okay i like doing outside work my wife and i do all the we've planted all the um shrubs and stuff like we and we take care of them and the aloe we like the aloe plants Yeah, the aloe. We're all about the aloe. Holy shit! I should take you guys. If this wasn't on the laptop, I'd take you out there and see the aloe. Now it's
2: somebody might get mad at us for deviating off. Yeah, they probably would.
1: Yeah, it's like a
2: Chewbacca
1: aloe plant. It's huge. It's so thick. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, okay. We should probably get back on uh, on
2: On track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Take it, Frank. Take it. Cue us up. Let's start where we always start, in the Wayback Machine. Let's ask Danny how he got the business. What inspired Mr. Burge, Mr. Stone, getting into the old business of professional wrestling?
0: Okay. So, I'd been a fan uh, from when I was seven. Oh, when my cousin Mm -hmm. first introduced me to NWA. Um, That's what I'm talking uh, about. So, Back home at the time, it was uh, it was called Sky TV. That, it was like the big thing that came out, and on Saturdays you would have NWA, then you'd switch over, and then you would have uh, Wrestling Challenge, and then WWF Superstars. It was like run all in one thing. Okay, so, watching it. So him.
1: NWA, we're talking like Crockett years, like uh, so. It was,
0: so like the tail end of it. So it was like they would show old stuff, then it would they would also show. WCW, so what it was, year, it was all was. over the shop. It was never in order, it was just like, okay, oh. this is a show, this could be this show. It was never in order, it was just they would just pump out content. So, okay, like, okay. You, you could be watching a show that was lead, leading up to a pay-per-view and then it'd skip back like five months before. On okay. the there like, was it was just wrestling, so it was just you know, yeah but it so almost doesn't
1: even matter cuz there's still quality content yeah, of in, in there yeah. you know so that that could hook you as a kid i just i'm such a fan uh, i was such a fan of that yeah.
0: particular pro wrestling so i get what yeah, you're saying no, it, it, and it was great because obviously at that age i'm getting to look at okay well that's the work show this is the show with characters so you mm-hmm. you got to see a contrast cuz it's back to back yeah and i would always say to my cuz i'd always ask my cousin i'm like why that, that, and just, and he was, he was just like, just watch it. (laughs) So it was was a good, it was a very good experience at that young of an age to get the, the, okay, this is the work rate. You know, you had like Arn and, and Tully and people like that. And then you'd go to like Max Moon versus some local guy. So it was always, it was always really cool to see random stuff like that.
3: (laughs) Um,
0: so yeah, so that was, yeah, I was seven. And then I was, um, I watched that all the way up until WrestleMania nine. um, and then at that point, I started to take, I was, I was training martial arts and boxing at the time. And then I really started to like get into that. So I kind of came away from, from wrestling for a while. Um, and then it wasn't until I got back, got back into it in like the boom period, in like 99, 2000. And then what made me want to be a, what actually made me want to start training was uh, when the radicals split on Raw. And the last match of that split in was Benoit and Guerrero. And that blew me away. Because I remember watching it going, wow. That, I thought wrestling was fake. Mm. So they literally <clears throat> made like for the, I think it was, I think it, was, it, was, it was only a 10 minute match. So it was a really short match. But yeah. they beat the shit out of each other. And, sure. was, and I was just like, okay, I want to do this. The radicals, yeah,
1: what a fucking group,
0: yeah, what a group, right, yeah, you know, Saturn, malenka <laughs> Benoit, and uh, mm-hmm. Guerrero, like, still what yeah,
1: a group, yeah,
0: Woo. just um, and was...
1: not a single one of them over like five ten,
0: nope, nope, <laughs> that's it. A... So uh... wrestling in the land of giants, but they were also five foot ten wide, so it didn't matter. <laughs> nah, this is true, this is true. <laughs> nobody nobody there was afraid of the gear oh definitely a little bit of gear get a little bit no. of, gear. <clears throat> little bit of gear on you yeah and then i finally found a school in 2001 and then i made my official debut in 2003 hmm. how old were you uh so when i made my debut i was 23 nice so it was uh Again, and that school was uh, Dropkick's Res- Wrestling Academy, which was in Purfleet in Essex. Um, yeah. It was run by uh, Tony Scarlow, who was the lightweight champion back in the day in British wrestling. Uh, fantastic wrestler, like re- re- really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then in f- two thousand four, I went. I started then training with Regal Dave Taylor. I uh, got the chance to train with Benoit. Um,
4: so yeah, so really,
0: then, yeah.
1: How um, so how did the how did the um
0: training with uh the, with uh Benoit come to be? So at the time, uh, Dave Dave and uh, Regal had a school called the Blue Bloods Wrestling Academy in Peachtree City in, in Atlanta, Georgia, and one year, just my my coach back home just got got in touch with him and said, hey, I'm going to send a group group of lads with you uh, to mm-hmm. you to come for two, two, three weeks whatever it is blah 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 so we went there and i did the first one and just you know getting the train with dave and, and and regal was you know a whole different level jesus christ sure. I don't know yeah So then i was like what so you know so then i got home and the wheels are spinning and, uh a good the the place i trained at like it was really good but then unfortunately it just got to a part where there was so many people there that yeah. like coaches kind of just like kind of backed off because the way wrestling schools are run in England is very, very different to how it is in the States. So I do prefer it in the States where it's like, right, you've got a sixteen week block, you're gonna pay this amount once you're done, you graduate and then you go off into the world. In England it's more like a kind of like a martial arts thing, like you go in, you pay weekly and then you either turn up or you don't. So it's not it's not that the training's bad, but just the structure of how schools are run, I think could you know, maybe it's changed now. I don't know, but I can only speak for when I broke in. It was just like mm-hmm. it was changed, Saturdays and Sundays. And, you know, you, you knew very, very quickly who actually wanted to do this. And, you know, so through that score, there was me, uh, there was Sha Samuels, there was Marty Scroll, there was Nick Aldis, Um and then there was a few other guys that came through that went on to do stuff so it was like mm-hmm. very very quickly you knew who actually wanted to do this and who was just oh I'm going to be a wrestler and they'd spend yeah. two hours on the crash mats doing choke slams. so but then when I went to uh, the States to train the day that, that, that was when it was like okay we need to take this way more seriously so a group of us got our own ring we found a railway arch in London we put the ring up and then we just trained in there Okay. And I went back the following year. Uh, went back for I went back for two months this time, and then so that year that was just before Benoit won the world title at WrestleMania 20. I think it was like the week before, and then and you just, went back to Atlanta. Yeah, and trained. Yeah, for a and, and of Yeah, and then yeah went in that day, and then Dave's like, "Oh, uh, Chris is coming today," and then and walked uh, Chris Benoit. Wow. Yeah, it was, How like, was that. Everything you see him do in the ring, that's just him. Like, it was, yeah. he was so intense. Yeah. Like, the only other person I've been intimidated by him wrestling that much was Finley. When I, when I got the chance to work the uh, fit, nicest bloke, and then just his music hit, and I was just like, oh, shit, <laughs> Yeah, your butthole <laughs> shrinks the a little like, bit. Oh, God, your butthole puckers. Yeah, just like my, <laughs> like, you would have had, had to be throw bar. Like, prior part my like, butt cheeks, just, I was like, oh, but Chris <laughs> was insane, and just, you know, we were working, and he comes, he taps, taps me, and pulls me down, and then it's just like, I'm, lo- like, literally just doing lock-ups for 20 minutes, he's just like, right, like back, just, shh, like, and then, you know, we did that, and then we were just taking holds, and he was like, yeah, good, boom, shove me up against the ring, like, get back in there, and then towards the end of it, he got in there, and then we just did, like, big tag things, so it was just like, I've got to the point when I'm in there, like, smashing Chris Benoit with European uppercuts and and stuff like that. It was just, it was, yeah, it was the most surrealist experience of my life. It was just, you know, that's the guy who got me into wrestling. So like, part of me was trying, oh, I just want to be like, oh my God, you're my hitter. And then I'm like, no, be a pro, don't say anything. And then at the end of it, he goes, who's your inspiration? And I'm like, I was like, it was you and Guerrero when the Radicals split. And I was just because yeah. I was just like, I'm not going to say it's just you. I was just like, wanted to say, oh, this match is what got me into it. And he's like, right. good, good. He was like, well, keep going because you're not bad. And I was like, <laughs> thanks, sir. Like, I I'll say take it. it. Like, oh,
1: thank you, sir. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. The ra- I, Man, I can't say enough about the Radicals that that them coming on tv it was still around that time where like i don't know that i feel like fans because i was a fan at that time like, yeah, you know yeah. didn't you didn't know quite as things were so overexposed the way they are yeah. now so like to see that was like shocking But even at that point, I'm I'm a fan. I'm I'm not on the. I haven't seen much of the other side of the curtain, but I understood that they were you. You know, I wouldn't have known to call them workers at the time. Yeah, but I now knew there was something. I know that that's what they were. They were the fucking workers. They were the technicians. They were the. But this was a different kind of technician because it was like, I knew like the Tully and Arn technicians yes. from the other day, but these guys were like the technicians and I don't mean this literally, I mean this figuratively, the technicians on steroids, even though like, it, I, I, what I'm trying to say is it was like, it was bumped <laughs> yeah. up enough.
0: Yeah, 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 you know, <laughs> well, you know like, especially when you go back on Nitro and what like, you're seeing, uh, you're seeing. Benoit was Bam Bam, and he's like literally just dumping him on his head. And you're like, What is going on? <laughs> right. Like, wait, what, wait, what's going on here? Like, right. Benoit was destroying people like twice his size. Yeah. So, and I knew that from that. So when they turned up, <laughs> right. I got, I was super excited. And especially when like you got Paris Satin and like T boning everyone on their heads and just like yeah. moaning through people, and you're like, This is awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And Saturn looked
1: like a million bucks. You know what I mean? looked like a million bucks. He just had, you know, one eye here and one on Schenectady.
0: (laughs) Old Schenectady eye Joe. (laughs) But just at that time as well, it's like the the matches with like six-minute sprints, it was like they went, you know, they were were really, really short, like back in, in that boom period. So then you see these guys come in and they're, they're still doing those short matches, yeah. but they're working and just doing like yeah. crazy stuff. Like, what, what's this? Why is this so good? Yep, so shit, kickers. Yeah. Yeah, funky, they, they shit kickers. They were fucking, they were shit kickers. Wow. My mouth is
1: awful today. <laughs> That's like three. Party mouth. F-bombs.
0: Yeah. I'm potty mouth. I think it,
1: I think the UK
0: rubbed off on me a little yes, bit. Yes. Because, yeah. Because, I mean, it's funny. So uh, I, I got home and then I'm, I'm chatting with friends last night and they're like, your voice has changed. I said, yeah, I've been home. I said, cause I have to, start, I have to change my voice for you. like, like, you don't understand me. Oh, cause <laughs> when I get home and I start talking, I talk really fast. I get really yeah. fast. And because they could, and people are like, oh. so then I have to, you know, I have to try and soften stuff a little bit. Just so my friends are like, not, you know, not trying to, <laughs> not trying to stare, stare, stare at me like a fucking dog. when they're like, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah no, so that's, uh, you know, that." yeah the language martin and i were uh just over in the uk mm. uh for one pw
0: yep you had a banger with we will. Will Osprey.
1: yeah uh, and uh who the gentleman that you worked was Colin in the wall yes and yeah. uh i will go out on a limb and say that we both enjoyed our very much so. time over there i'm sure uh you know, it uh, I enjoyed working for one PW, definitely uh enjoyed getting uh getting getting in there with uh Will Ospreay from um you know the old uh, New Japan days. And
0: uh Oh so you fun. worked in, in New New Japan as well. That's where I
1: met Will. And oh. then uh I think our first I think the first match I think we've probably wrestled Four times now, I believe. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Um, definitely three, but might be four. I know once in the Super Juniors, which was the first year that I met Will. Um,
0: but that was his then, first. Then, then wasn't it? What's I think, that? I think the first time Will went out there was for the Super. Uh, I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah I think so. Um,
0: oh, that was. And like, then that was like 2016, 2017. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yep. And then uh I know I wrestled Will for the Ring of Honor TV title at a like maybe it was like a Ring of Honor New Japan Combo show that was in the okay. UK if I'm remembering correctly. I yes. Don't, I don't know. Yep. Yep. Um and then I think there was one other match or maybe maybe not. I don't know. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, great! But, no, no. Well, this this past weekend, it was yeah, there. That, that was that was a really really good match. I really enjoyed watching that.
1: Oh, thanks, Martin. Um, I he's, God, he's he's just got and and it. There was never any doubt that he wouldn't get good, but like he's gotten better than I thought he would get. Only because, not that I didn't think the sky was the limit, but just because I didn't know that he would figure it out as well as he has. Yes. Like he's yeah, just. He's- He's yeah. a good worker and he's checked at this point so many of the boxes you know he's not just a flips guy
0: no 100 percent not you know? that's not because hey, when he first broke in that's literally all he was but yeah no, he's, he's matured so well and just it's you know so
1: well and he really has a good um, like a knack for you know we, we things came together pretty easily and uh, we uh, yeah it was easy to go out and perform with will.
0: And uh, that that that's all I'll say. It was very awesome. easy. To yeah, it was, dumb, it was. It was. It was a really really good match.
1: Yeah, and it was fun. Um, and then, and then, Will goes on to uh, <laughs> where the main event was a four way. Uh, Frank and Dennis. Stop me if I'm telling you shit you already know. But yeah. then, <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, the fans broke out into a little.
0: There was a there was, a,
4: there was yeah. a bit of a melee.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sad as well because now, now like that show was so good, but people are just you know, two fans that were just drunk yeah, of like, this. you know what I mean. Like just and again, props to Will, you know, when you see it on Twitter when he's got the kid in the ring, like completely defuse the situation. Yeah, you know, so, but just it's just sad that if there's new fans there, they're gonna have seen that and go, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know if I'm gonna go back now because you know what I mean. So it's just it's mm. like just. Don't do that. Like, just don't, yeah. don't it's it's a wrestling show. Go and have fun. Just don't but don't get into a fight over stupid yeah. shit.
1: I applaud Will's actions uh in in that scenario in the same way, Frank, you'll enjoy this. That I applaud um, Snoop Doggy Dog from WrestleMania. <laughs> Mate. Thinking on the fly. How good was it's that? Good. Huh? How yeah. good was that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so hard to, uh, not think as one of the boys when that happens, like, um, so you people know that we're not really fighting, right? (laughs) (laughs) But yet you're gonna, okay. (laughs) All right. And not even give a shit that there's kids there. Yeah, that's that's the worst. There you go. There you go. All right. Parents of the year. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, but regardless. All right. So let's get us back on uh, the formatted track here, Frank. Uh, I did want to do the little detour just because it was topical. You know, Uh, Danny uh, or Martin and I just... We literally um what would it be, like twelve hours ago, got yeah, off the yeah, second flight. <laughs> I got back at seven
0: in last Orlando last night, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, there's
2: our little so, detour and uh now
1: But let's back
2: a little bit though, because you had an interesting twenty four hours though. You wrestled in Melbourne, Florida and then hopped the flight to the UK. Yeah. Is that how it worked?
4: Who, me? No, Dennis. Yes you <laughs> Whoever it's fitting for, I don't know who yes. did it. Everybody.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> I uh, I wrestled. Um, we I was the first match, and then uh, I got in my truck and I drove to the airport and I made my just made my flight by the care of my chinny chin chin um, <laughs> at uh, ten twenty. That's working, boys. Yeah, that's working. To the boys. UK, yeah, it did the uh, did the show. Um, you know what? <laughs> Impromptu fast, uh, twenty-four hours. Did not eat a thing mm.
0: <laughs>
1: until wow. uh, I, the last thing I ate was on the flight over, and then Twinkies. there was there was nothing to eat. There <laughs> It was literally. Did you say peckers? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, you were eating peckers hey, on peckers. the airplane. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're a new snack. What go? Peckers.
4: I didn't know that. That's what they served on international flights. I had yeah, no idea. Yeah, yeah. They don't do
1: peanuts anymore. It's Peckers. Yeah, it's peckers. peckers, got it. <laughs> excuse <laughs> me, excuse me, sir. Good to know. I hate to wake you, but <laughs> I have your Peckers. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, I ended up fasting, not on purpose, but 24 hours. Yeah, didn't eat yeah. until <laughs> I. Got to the got back to the hotel. But yeah. Okay. Uh Frank, format wise, we're going Let's, back to how Martin gets uh WWE attention. How does that how does that come to be? How does that look like?
0: Okay, so um <clears throat> yeah, when I when I broke in uh British Wrestling was not like it was like in, in recent years. Um, there would be, you know, you do a lot of shows. There'd be maybe like 20, 30 people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, just nothing was, you know, it, 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 so the boom period, I believe, was 2012. That's when it just exploded. Okay. Um, getting up to that. Point, so at the time, like the, the, the three guys that were sort of flying the flag around the world were Johnny Storm. Jody Flash and Doug Williams, so those three were the guys where it's like, right, okay, I want to get to their level.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so just it wasn't until so you know I'd, I'd done a lot of stuff, um, you know I was I was working a lot, and then it wasn't really until two I think it was two thousand six. I had my breakout match in two thousand four, which is when people really started to get behind me. I had uh, I worked Samoa Joe, and this was when he was on his. Uh, X division run, so he wasn't like so he was he, he wasn't getting beat at that point in time. I think that their story was he was just running through people in the X division. Mm-hmm. Um so great gracious- Mexican food.
1: <laughs> running running through people.
0: <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> that's only Taco Bell. Come on, it's, it's, yeah, that's yeah. Taco Bell. That <laughs> All right, sorry.
1: Get, um, no, like, no, no, no,
0: you're good. Go. So anyway, Joe was super super nice, and he said, Well, I'm not just going to come in and beat him. He said, so we'll, we'll do a time limit draw, Oh, cool. was this huge thing for me. I was like, wow. Wow. You know, yeah. so, and I was, you know, I was still new, but I had a lot of, you know, but I'd started to gain a little bit of traction. And then that match was when everyone was like, okay, who's Martin Stone? Huh. Because, you know, we just went in there and just, you know, went hell for leather and just, you know, backed the crap out of each other, you know, and it was such an awesome experience. Yeah. Uh, Sounds and, then, you know, and then you know year after year started to get like bigger and better matches and then the turning point for me when it all clicked and then i was off to the races was working kid cash um he he came like he, he came in and just he was being such a super heel mm-hmm. in like just he was getting to the point when people like genuinely hated him mm-hmm. and he, he was just so good and literally said to me he said well you're up, he's gone, what's your finish? I said, oh, I'm doing a, uh, doing a DDT off the top rope. And he goes, all right. And he goes, how, he went, how, good, how good are you at listening? I said, I'll do whatever you want. And he goes, okay. And then I was like, oh, so we're not gonna put anything. In. And it was like, I'll talk to you out there. He said, just listen to me. I was like, okay. Yeah. So, so that was my first experience of, of okay, this is just the finish. And literally, he went out there and, you know, to the point, there was an old guy in the crowd that was like trying to smack him with his walking frame. Like I've never seen heat like it. It was absolutely amazing.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah,
0: it was absolute. I've never, you know, I've never seen anything like it. Like People were like, so like the big uh, trash cans you get, like when everyone's like putting hot dog wrappers in it and stuff like that people are trying to pick that up, and throw that at him and security are effing and stop. I've never seen anything like it. It was absolutely amazing. I love and, it. You know, we got to the finish. Everyone lost their mind. And I came to the bank, I sat down and I was like, what the fuck just happened? And it mm-hmm. was like, it was like, good job. Kid. And then that just, it got, that gave me so much confidence because then I was like, well, okay, well, how about then I just start with just, I just start doing that. And I just put the finish together. Mm -hmm. working and then we just go out there and see what happens that was then when i i gained so much confidence because then i was at that point when i knew i could work anyone any style any Mm -hmm. size any whatever because then lo and behold because obviously i came up in a time period when you weren't just like all right that's the finish you know that's it that's all you've got i then obviously then started to realize like wow this is how you know not that I'm comparing myself to guys from back in the day, but my like, this is how guys back in the day work. They just went right. out and did it and they just listened to <clears> the crap. <throat> and then I just felt such a relief and weight off my shoulders of not having to try and remember every single little thing. And God, what if I, you know, oh, if, if, if I don't remember that, it's going to fuck this all up. And then, you know, so it just took a huge weight off my shoulders. Sure. It just gave me confidence that 2006. And then I had my, I then I was on a show with who was the uh, the the UK talent scout for WWE. When like he would like say, you know, you would go go to the building, um, you would work in the ring, you might be an extra, you might not, and then that was your day. You would literally go there, you know, and, and all of that. And I got the opportunity to do that in 2009. I was in Sheffield, and then I got invited back by Arne Anderson. For the show in april which was 2010 and then i got signed in
3: 2010
0: hmm. um, via arm and fit being like okay we need this kid which was wow. yeah, very super humbling sure
1: so 2010 getting signed to developmental basically yeah. meant meant <clears throat> what
0: oh that was life-changing for me because obviously we were you know, they, they would they would come through twice a year. They would be there in April and uh, November, and they, mm-hmm. they, they would do Raw and SmackDown. And they would do house shows. Just just for so was that, that
1: include so it, it a move to the states?
0: Yeah, it would. And
1: yeah. where were was it? Uh, FCW. Then yes. Or yeah. Or was it okay? So was it Tampa?
0: Yeah, it was in Tampa. Yeah, but okay. there was a huge hiccup in that that point in time. Very big hiccup. Uh, I didn't realize at the time uh, I've been working with a torn ACL. No idea. Oh, no. So I get there, they do all the tests, I fail the medical, <laughs> and then they're like, okay, well, get your knee fixed and we'll, we'll, well, we can talk again. So I'm just like, fuck. Right. So everything that I'd worked for up to that point, because oh, just, yeah, gone. So I'm just what like, what a right. kick to the nuts. Yeah, complete kick to the nuts. Anyway. um. After going through hell, for you know, I got ripped off by the private healthcare system in England. Then I uh, had to go to the bottom of the list uh, on the NHS because uh, literally I had full function in my knee. Even the doctor in, in Pittsburgh was like, I don't understand how you're walking on your leg right now. He said, This is absurd. I had none of the slip out issues, I had nothing. Really? So I was like, anyway, I've got to bite the bullet. I've got, if I want to go there, I've got, I've got to get it fixed. And like at that time, like trying to get to japan and places like that was it wasn't like you know it wasn't like it is now where it's like you know you know people and stuff like that because at that time like the biggest promotion was noah during that time period and just the only guy that was over there was doug yeah so it was you know and he and he 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 ended up getting booked there because he worked Mike modest on one of his shows in the states yeah and there happened to be a guy from noah there Mm -hmm. so it was like just it was you know England was such a tiny island, it was like, how do you get out of these places, you know? And obviously, mm-hmm. back in the day when it was the world of sport thing, the guys were on TV all the time, so it was, and you know, they, they would send uh, New Japan guys over to the TVs and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so then they would get a chance to look at who they wanted to take. So then, obviously, Finley went, uh, Mark Rocco, Regal, uh, right. You know, and then that opened the door up for Johnny Saint in Michinoku Pro and stuff like that. So it was, it was really hard to get out of England. Yeah, yeah. So that was my only shot, and I'm like, right, well, I don't need it fixed because I'm fine, but I'm gonna get it fixed because I'm always gonna ask myself, what if?
1: Um, God, so in- what like- a what a mind fuck. Because <laughs> yeah. you're working on it, and they're telling you you got a torn ACL, but you, your body's not reacting nope. like the ACL is torn. Yep. But yet you got to get it get fixed to get
0: your job back, right? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, oh I'll go through a year God. of trying to get it fixed. And then finally, boom, i get it fixed. Everything's done. Um, at the time, I was going back and forth with Ty Bailey.
1: What was getting it
0: fixed? Did they do the... Um, the reconstruction, yeah.
1: So right. they worked, Did they I do your hamstring on. or your... Yeah, um, yeah. They, okay. they did a hamstring. And draft, yeah. the same so, way mine
0: was. So, um, yeah. So it was fixed. It was done. Everything was good. Anyway, I'm okay. keeping in touch with Ty Bailey at this point in time. And then he tells me, he said, "Yeah, I'm not too sure if we're going to keep your contract now, but yeah, just keep in touch."
1: <laughs> I love wrestling. <laughs> so I just love pro <laughs> wrestling. Well, uh.
0: so it was the thing, though. Obviously, at that point in time, there was mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, the shift in the transition of the. Uh, the guys who would be in the office. So Johnny Ace mm-hmm. got made a producer. He was, he was brought down to be a producer. Uh, I think Ty Bailey was let go. And then that was when Hunter was starting the, the process of turning FCW into NXT. Mm-hmm. So then I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I guess I've got my knee fixed. Wow. All out of the blue, I get a phone call from Regal. And he's like, you're good. He went, uh, just come down to the tapings in Sheffield. And as long as the doctor clears you to go to Pittsburgh, he said, you're good. I was like, Hmm. oh, thank God. So I I go to Sheffield, everything's good. Go to Pittsburgh, um, everything's good. Pass all the medicals. I fly back that day from Pittsburgh. And then that was, obviously, I'd been rehabbing and working. And I hadn't been working shows, but I'd been training a lot. And then literally, I got thrown into the fire. And my first match back after technically my ACL reconstruction being complete and done was Fit Finley. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, and again, it was the same thing. I was like, What do you want to do, sir? And he goes, You're taking a tombstone. And I was like, I can do whatever you need me to do. And then, 35 minutes, we get to the tombstone. Like, just it was again the most amazing experience ever. And just he literally is the best in the world. And there's a yeah. funny thing about that because, obviously, awesome. you know, I'm, I'm still a little bit rusty, you know. And there's one point I, he goes, All right, kid. He goes, Fire something back. Anyway, so I'll throw a punch. Catch him straight in the face and he sells to the corner. I'm just like, oh my god. Mm. Um, then I literally everything slowed down in slow motion as I'm walking to the corner to go grab him. And I'm like, oh, my mum, my sister, my brother in law, my niece and nephew, my cousins are here. And I'm like, they're about to watch me get murdered because, like, <laughs> like, oh, like, and it was it was a pretty hefty punch. I'm just like, oh my. Anyway, yeah. so I get him in the corner for a couple of boots and go, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. And he just laughs and goes, you didn't punch me hard enough. And I was like, Oh. Then he stops me, grabs me, comes un- underneath and he's like, short arm, clothesline. I'm just like, wow, I'm about to die.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like I've been hit with a feather, but the noise he, the noise he got off of it with whatever he right. did, it sounded like a gun going off. He lays down <laughs> and pin. He lays down and pins me and he goes, that's how you're supposed to work. And I'm just like, oh, God.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: you know, just it was such an amazing experience. And a then, fucking yeah, magician. But, yeah, just at like like magic, like just pure mm. magic. Like I've never seen, even though Benoit's stuff always looked like he decapitated people, Fitz was, it was on a different level because it, it just looked so like, not unpolished, that's the wrong word to say, because he's... You know, he's absolutely fantastic. It just looks so gritty and and yes. so real and just so I get what you're saying. So obnoxious and just, like it just looked mm-hmm. it looked awful in the terms of the fact that like, that's got hurt. Not awful mm-hmm. in, in the execution of it. So to get in there and do that with him was, you know, I, I, I was you know I was so I was so lucky. Um, and then yeah, then the following June, yeah, then in June of June of 2012, I get on my visa and I report for duty at FCW.
1: Nice. And that so that's on the cusp of FCW becoming NXT
0: was... Yeah, so, at, so I, I could be wrong here, and I'm sure someone will probably point this out on Twitter. Um, I think what happened is Kevin Nash had found the full-sale venue and it happened to say to Hunter, hey, you should run shows out of that. Uh-huh. So they did like a one-off standalone show in FCW, but that was before I got there. And I think that was a tester to see how the building looked on camera, and how they could fit fans in there and stuff like. That. I think so. That that I think was was, uh, was was the tester show. So yeah, my first day of FCW is uh, is a, is a complete change of um, coaching staff as well. So you had Terry Taylor, uh, Joey Mercury, uh, Richard the Dragon, Steamboat, Norman Smiley, uh, Dusty was there as obviously promo guy. And right. the new head coach had just reported for duty on the same day, which was build him up. So the, everything had changed over. everything right. changed over. So then at this point in time, uh, Hunter was back in, and then obviously uh, Canyon Seaman had just started. There was one other lady who'd started, but I can't remember her name, but she wasn't there very long. She used to work for uh, the PGA golfing um, company, I, I believe, like, with okay. marketing and stuff. So he, he had like a whole new team, like, in, in place to uh as as as, as it was put um fcw F- F- was an island and trying to get to the main roster from fcw at times felt impossible so mm-hmm. that was hunter's whole reasoning for behind wanting to change it and make it for the better so that we weren't so that the guys had easier like an e- easier time to transition to the main roster if they were wanted
1: so did but, you come in and go into a class did you were you assigned Coach. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. so my, a coach okay so yeah so
0: given a coach yeah so my first uh, my first coach was norman because okay. he takes he takes all the new guys first like the yeah. guys without experience and with experience i was very lucky because literally midway through the week they went yeah you don't need this glass and then i was with Joey mercury okay and he is one of the greatest minds in this job like just okay. hit the way he the way he can see stuff pan out and everything like he is such a great mind for wrestling such really for wrestling. Yeah, yeah i've, I've really. not
1: encountered mercury
0: m- yeah just times. you know like,
1: once or twice but don't know the man too
0: well yeah just no he's you know again like pretty intense guy doesn't really say much very mm. straight to the point which in wrestling i think is sorely needed because most people are, <laughs> yeah. you know they're like oh my god it's so good yeah, to see you get a load right. of that fucking ass like, yeah you know? <laughs> so just for me yeah. like he was so blunt and short to the point like yeah to, you know to some people it may come off as rude and like oh my god but just for me i loved it because i'm just like oh an honest opinion you do something and be like yeah Shit. and then you know pop. where you stand one would pop but then he'd be like right this is how you fix it
1: right you know so, where you stand you don't yeah, have to wonder yeah, you're you not trying to, to fill in right. the blanks
0: yeah yeah which i loved you know, what? Uh no, it could continue. Yeah, and then um and then things were starting to go pretty good. Um, you know, I'd started working the shows and stuff like that. I was, you know, I was getting good reports. What um, was
1: it like working um with Demot at the helm? I I'd never I've never encountered the man,
0: so I gotta ask. Let's get back to that. Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: put that on pause. Frank because <laughs> oh, <yeah, quite laughs> cool.
0: uh, this story unfolds pretty badly as well.
1: Oh shit. Okay. So
0: yeah. So i get moved up into that class. Everything's going good. You know, um, I'm getting like some, you know, I'm getting some good stuff from Norman. Um, I'm getting on well with Ricky steamboat I'm getting on well with Joey. Um, I'd started to like form life, uh, like form like, a bit of a bond with dusty and, uh, I, Doing uh, blow-up drills with Build a Mot, I retear my ACL. Oh, oh wow! Four weeks in, so I've been there four weeks. I re-blow out my knee due to a blow-up drill. Due to a very stupid blow-up drill. So then I'm like, okay, all right, well. Stupid,
1: stupid as in poorly conceived,
0: like poorly put together. Yeah, yeah. So two so two people holding what would essentially essentially be a jump rope, the length of the ring. So you've got the so if you've got the, the rope facing this way, and then having two people bound over. So you've got one that end and then one that end, and you're basically doing like bent jumps. Okay. And of course, with a recently reconstructed knee, because the ring Doing that mm-hmm. boom, felt like I've been shot in the knee and I just hit the deck instantly. Oh my god, oh, I knew man. what I'd done instantly. Yeah, and Bill's like, No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. It's just you know, it's, it's just it's just a ding. I'm like, No, it's not, just a ding. Yeah, it's, it's fine, it's fine, it's <laughs> fine. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. I go for the MRI. Um, I mean, I know you know, so it was really nice. So the uh the uh, the athletic trainer on hand, uh Brian, uh he called he Gets in touch with the place. It was a D1 in Tampa, um, and he literally drives me there. By the time I'd got out of the car, I couldn't even move my legs. So I knew in, I knew instantly what I'd done. I was like, "Yeah, yep, back to square one again." I knew I knew instantly what I'd done. So we get the MRI done. We see the you know I see the surgeon and everything like that. But because of the swelling, because it was it was re- like it was the size of a basketball, I had to get the swelling down. So then I ended up having to wait. I think it was about six weeks for the actual surgery itself, because it took that long to get the swelling down. It was yeah, it was really, really bad. Um, so I get it done and then you know i get the surgery done. i wake up after the surgery. <laughs> the surgeon says to me, He says, Yeah, he said he said, I'm surprised this didn't tear sooner. And I said, Well, what do you mean? He went, Well, they put the graft in wrong when you got it done the first time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jeez, so it was one of those, it was gonna mm. happen at some point. It was just a matter of okay, when's it gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, Good so Lord. then um yeah. And then, you know, so I start doing the rehab and everything like that. And then lots of new guys come in. That's when um, uh, Enzo Amore comes in. Um, you know, that's when uh, Bray Wyatt has now started to, you know, do this new character and everything like mm-hmm. that. So really good luck to sit behind the scenes. And, you know, some of the stuff that, you know, that started to happen, like you, you can yeah. start off first, you know. So, again, I was the annoying guy that would be walking in on crutches, banging on the door saying, hey, can I cut a promo this week? And they're like, nope, not this week. So I would just sit in the back of the class and just wait and just watch yeah. and observe and stuff like that. Um, eventually, I'd get cleared. Everything's good. And then i get the chance to cut a promo in front of Dusty. And that kind of put me in really good stead because it was a really, really good uh, promo. I based it on the opening scene from Bronson, but changed it and fucked around with it and put new stuff in and made it longer and everything like that. So it, nice. it got their attention. So it, I was like, sure. okay, cool, I'm in a good place. Then we obviously did the transition to uh, the Performance Center in Orlando during that time period as well. So then we literally, it was like, right, this is your last week here. You've got three days to move to find. Basically, it was like, start looking for apartments now because when we move, you're going to have three days to get everything like set. So we got all that done. I ended up rooming with Rusev and J- Jody Christopherson. Um, you know, my two real good friends during that time period They were really, really good to me while I was out injured. Um and then that that's when that's when it became it didn't it wasn't fun anymore. Um because the PC was you would start at eight in the morning, you wouldn't really walk through your door until probably about seven or eight at night. Wow. Hmm. And
1: and that so DeMart is still calling the shots still
0: at the helm. Yeah. And just, it was, it was a grind. Really Brian okay. just, everyone was walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even the same with the live events. So it was like, we'd have to train on the live event days as well. So you were doing three, four hours, then it was jumping the car, go to the live events. If you were late, you'd get fined. So most of us were late. Um,
1: why is everybody walking on eggshells like i mean i it, you know from 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 the time that i have spent there like you know the atmosphere um is uh, it it ebbs and flows you know and 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 it uh, yeah, kind of comes down was, from the top so
0: yeah i just it was i want to say this because i'm not just going to bury the fuck out of him but i'm going to say this in a very diplomatic way some people thrive with power when they are given power some people abuse it that's all i'm going to say
3: okay cuz you know Makes the nice.
0: guy the guy lost his daughter so i'm not going to harp on him or anything like that I, I can only i can't even begin to think as a parent to lose a child i can't even mm-hmm. begin to think what that must be like no but that, me either. all all i'm going to say about that just some people thrive in a position of power and they mm-hmm. use it for the good or some people abuse it mm-hmm. sure. so People, you know, on on Twitterverse, can I'm sure you can go back and look at the days of Deep South and everything like that, and you can form your own opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can form your own opinion of the many people that have come through developmental and have mm-hmm. said what they've said. That's. I'm just gonna leave it at that.
1: Yeah, uh, I get it. I, you know, so, I, the, yeah, what, what do they say? So Opinions just, are it, like it was, buttholes.
0: It, it was a very, it was just a mm-hmm. very, it was a very hard time. It was, it was just a grind. It was just. Yeah. An- grind okay. just, just to the point like you'd start warming up and then like if you had like but then because if you were perceived as taking too long to warm up because you didn't want to get in the ring and train properly he mm-hmm. would then add 30 minutes to the class okay. so that you would have 30 minutes to warm up then your class would start of, okay. uh, the, you know ah uh, is that you god that's uh yes that's my um <laughs> God alarm. True. <laughs> oh, that's then, I am. just you know and just the training was, you know, at times it was like crazy. I remember one day count I literally took 200 buns I counted. I, I kept counting. Wow. Okay. Ooh. All right, let's let's Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's, very, yeah. All right, very, very let's let's then, move you know forward. What? But then and then Ooh. unfortunately I then I then not get released. Just it, it just wasn't working, you know, for whatever reason it it didn't work out. There was no ill will, there was no bitterness or anything like that. If anything, at that point in time, because of my mindset and you know everything like that, and just how much and just how unhappy I was, I literally I came out of the office and I just went, "Oh, it's over." Right, but like, I was really relieved. I thought that's what you said. I thought I yeah. thought you said you got relieved. Released. I was just like, so well, you were actually I was, relieved. I was
1: relieved. You got, yes, it just yeah,
0: it was you know it was, it, it wasn't good. No, it just wasn't good okay. Time. But whatever reason, it just didn't work out. You know. Okay, so, so then, then where does where does that go? Where so this was do, uh, do you? May do? of 2014, no, okay. April. Sorry, April 2014. Um, so obviously the news breaks. Um, I was in a position where they were like, "Well, because you're going to be going back home, you can't live here. We're going to take away your 30-day no no compete clause. So you go home, you can start resting straight away." Okay. Um, so I was just like, "Okay, cool." So I wasn't even. I mean, at that point, I was so unhappy. I was just like, "I don't even know if I want to do this anymore." Like oh, it, wow. it made wow. me that bad. Yeah, it was that bad. Wow. Like, yeah, that place was, you know, it, it was tough. It, it was very, very tough. So I wasn't even sure if I wanted to do this or not. Um, so, anyway, so I fly back home that, that Thursday. Yes, I got released on the Tuesday. I fly back home the Thursday. And then I literally go straight on tour throughout England, literally on that Friday. You know, I was doing seminars and stuff like that. And the passion came back, you know. I, nice. I realized why I fell in love with it. You know, I realized why I love professional wrestling again. Mm-hmm. You know, so then, boom, I was off to the races. Um, I then had the opportunity to do a uh, boot camp for TNA, I think it was boot camp too. They did, it was like a, a worked reality TV show. So I did that. So I got some nice exposure off of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, during that whole time process, I'd met my, uh, well, I've She's now my ex-wife, but at the time I'd met my um, I'd met my uh, future wife, so we did the whole long-distance thing, you know, did everything like that, and then you know, and long-distance because she was where uh, she lives in Florida. Oh, okay, she was and, so, uh, and I went back to England. So we, you know, we we you know we kept in touch, went back and forth. I sure. came to visit her. She came to visit me. And this was a tough decision to make because obviously British wrestling was booming at this point in time, Like, So when I went back, so obviously when I left, it was you know I think the biggest the biggest crowd I worked in front of was maybe like four or five hundred people, mm-hmm. and then I get back to York Hall and it's a sellout. There's like, wow, so, and I'm like, what? Like I worked the Great Muta in that same building in front of sixty people. You worked Muta? Yeah. I worked the great Muta in that building, the same Holy building. shit. How did <laughs> yeah. I
1: not know this, Martin? Yeah.
0: If you ask Corey Graves, he will still stab me to this day. So he's still really pissed at this. Yeah. Thing.
1: How did I not know this? No. Right. So Muta enough- was hands down my favorite. Same as I know it's he's
0: Corey Graves' favorite. Yeah. Like, well, wow! Unless it's New Japan, he ain't going to give you a fuck all. Let's just put it that mm. way. So- but it, I mean, it was an amazing experience, but yeah. So what happened was, uh, funnily enough, this one PW, um, they ran into, uh, I can't remember what problems I ran into, but anyway, this one particular show, it got canceled, but Mooter had already been flown over. So then I'm assuming at that point, his agents are probably like, what the fuck's going on? Why is he da, 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 da. So sure. then I'm, I'm at work and I get a phone call and they were like, Hey, do you want to work Mooter? And I'm like, um, <laughs> what? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah. So, and then, yeah. Do, you, do you really have to ask? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, um, does a bear shit in the woods? Yes, it does. <laughs> so, you know. So then, um, uh, where was I going with this? Um, yeah. So that, but that building, which was your call which I, I mean, you, you've worked in York Hall, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Right. So if you can imagine it, pitch black, sixty people. No, like just no noise. Just like, it was, yeah, that's how, that's how good British wrestling was at one point in the time. It was terrible, you know? Wow. So then when I go back to then York Hall sold out and I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like every yeah. single show I did, there was a yeah. minimum of like six, 600 fans. I'm like, what happened? Like, I just, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, so I was having the time of my life. I was working like three, three, four times a week. Just, you know, yeah. I was selling merch. So I was making really good money. And then, right. I was at that point with, uh, my, you know, my girlfriend, I was like, man, like, I've either got to move, I've either got to go there and make this work or cut my losses,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, but just, you know, I'd, it was one of those things. So I moved, you know, so December, 2014, I moved back. Um, and then, you know, my first show I'm working FIP in front of 20 people and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie. <laughs> right. Stuff. So then, you know, everything's good. We get married. And then at that point in time, that was January of 2015, I'd said to myself, if something doesn't like start to happen by the end of this year, then I, I think I'm, I'm going to call it a day. You know, again, I had no... Really? To,
1: yeah. I had, again, because I... Had, and then still and stay in the States with your wife yeah, and just, and just, wife and and just, just yeah, get a job yeah, and, and... Yeah,
0: and do that. I was like, because... You know, realistically like back home in England yes things were picking up but there still wasn't that connection there that, that there is now with new japan and mm-hmm. the ability to uh, to go out the country yeah you could travel all throughout europe and stuff like that but just I right. still had no okay whoever got a email and send a you know a res- resume to to be like hey i'm interested in working for you in japan right. or wherever i still, I had none of that so i was like so mm-hmm. i wasn't any further forward i'd just come off off of a run with developmental but you know, was the guy that was laying on his back every single show. So it wasn't really any exposure. Like a whore, like yes. a whore. Right, right, right. You know, so right. just, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy. And it's like, okay, he's really good. We need this guy over. Let's put him in there with Birch. We'll give him three minutes, you know? So mm-hmm. that, that, that was my role the first time in developmental, which I was fine with. Cause I was like, you know what? If I can do this on the main roster, at least I'm going to earn money out of it. So that's fine. Yeah yeah i mean at the um, end of the day all yeah. of
1: this comes down to like can yeah. i pay the bills yeah.
0: especially after the point when you've been you, you do it for so long and you love the job and you have a passion for it and you love wrestling but then there comes a point when you're like all right well love is not going to pay my rent so right yeah right so and that's not to say that i look at the the, the business as money signs i don't but that no, is a huge no. part, huge part of it of and course be- and people that say that no, you know, I'm not happy unless I'm resting 20, 25 minutes a night. I'm like, well, you're lying to yourself because there's yeah. going to come a point when you're going to want to be able to do this and not have to clock in and out at a job and have to do this. Yeah. So
1: yeah. if you pay me enough money, I mean, I will just come to work and you can just punch me square in the face <laughs> yeah. and I'll just go home. So, if yeah. for enough money,
0: I'll do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, i would said to myself, well, 2015, if nothing good happens by the end of the year, then, you know, I'll, I'll just, you know, go. But I mean, by that time, I've been 2003 to 2015. I was like, oh, I've had fun, you know, I've, you know, I've made a okay. lot of friends, I've had some good matches, everything like that. Um. Anyway, so, you know, I'm working a construction job, you know, while, you know, just, you know, I'll get all my paperwork through. Like we get married, I'll get my, you know, I'll get my visa and my work permit and stuff like Where that. Where in Florida are you? Uh, Orlando. Orlando. Point. Okay. I'm okay. still still in Orlando at this point. Um, so I'm working a construction job, and then anyway, the phone rings, and it's Regal. Um, anyway, the day before uh, this phone call, that was when Bill, Bill, Bill DeMott had stepped down with the, uh, all the stuff that came out. Um, so he, he'd stepped down and had uh, resigned from the position of head coach, so he was no longer in charge. So Regal calls me the next day, and he says, um, do you want to be an extra? It was like okay, he said, I can't, I can't say what you're going to be doing or anything like that. So, but if you want to come down, you know, uh, we'd like to have you as an extra. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, my first match was Kevin Owens. Wow. And nice. I'm like, oh, okay. I was expecting it to be, you know, uh, whatever American fo- football guys taking their fancy and is going to be destroying people in th- like two, three minutes. I expected that, but they were like uh it's you and kevin you've got uh you've got 10 all in i was like oh okay so my first match back it was an action which was the longest match i'd had on mm-hmm. in on on you know when it was being the network yeah it was mm-hmm. the longest match i would had kevin is an absolute star and an absolute gentleman and you know took like, took some bumps for me and uh, you know and And really put me over when at that time he was was doing that feud with uh, Finn Balor. So obviously he was supposed to just be like killing people. But Mm -hmm. Kevin was, he was like, no, 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 you can, you can get some shit. And he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, fuck. So I was kind of blown away by that. I was like, shit. Awesome experience anyway. So then, you know, I finished the match. I come back, the producers like it. And then they're like, okay, uh, we're going to, we're going to put you on the next one, which is next month. So I'm like, okay, well, at least I'm doing stuff. Um, by this time, I'm, you know, I'm slowly working my way through the the indies in Florida, and you know that match certainly helped because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, well, we've got a name, who did stuff, and didn't just get squashed out. So you know, so I started to, you know, I started to get about a bit, and you know, I was like, ah, maybe wrestling's not that bad after all. Maybe there is like light at the end of the tunnel. Sure. So then I do the next match, which was Apollo Cruz's debut. Again, you got 12 all in. So now I'm like, I'm starting to see a pattern here. I'm like, right, okay. They're putting me in the same role I was before, but they're giving me a chance to actually right. show what I could do. Yeah. So, and again, there'd be, you know, there'd be maybe 12, 12 extras there. I was the only one do in that role. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I was like, well, there has to be something to this. There must be a reason why they're doing that. And it's not just random guys coming in there and just, you know, every single extra work I did, it was always someone's debut. So like it was mm-hmm. Apollo Crews, then it was James Storm. Then, right. it, then it was like a six-minute match with Joe where we just beat the shit out of each other. Then it was, you know, then just it was, it was all really starting to take off.
3: Uh-huh.
0: But by this point, I'm, now I'm just, so never in 2016. And then now I'm starting to get a little bit frustrated because, you know, so I'd, I'd say to, uh, I can't remember what I spoke to, I said, what have I got to do to get back? I said because I'm having long, better and longer matches than I had when I was here. Bef- like before, what do I need to do? Ah, just, j- just, just keep going. Hmm. So I'm like, fuck. I know I, can talk. I Yeah, so, so in my head, I'm like, I know I can talk and I know I can work. So the only thing I was just like, let's just try and get in the best shape I can possible.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So then they take a break because I think it was take over Dallas. I it was one of those, but there was like a nine week break where there was no tapings in, in Orlando. So I literally just got myself into the best shape I could like, just mm-hmm. massive amounts of prolonged fasting. Just, yeah, you know, I did it completely, did it all wrong. Like, completely did it all wrong. But well, just I mean, up. what's
1: right? What's wrong? I mean, I, yeah, I, exactly. Truly, I'm at a point where like, you know, I, I don't really that, know.
0: Everybody's by end, different. By the end of that nine weeks, I literally was a completely different looking human being. Mm hmm. Um, and that I think then was, okay, now we can take him seriously. Okay. And then just, you know, I was, and then by that point, I then had the match with, uh, Biff when we destroyed each other. And that was the match that really put my name out there. Then I started to travel to, you know, I'd, I'd be going to Rhode Island. I'd start working for beyond wrestling. I'd start working all like the shows out that way that had a mm-hmm. lot more weight than the shows in Florida
3: and mm-hmm. then
0: everything started to pick up that way so that was like 20 that was like 2016 into 2017 okay um you know so i'm i'm still just grinding you know i'm just you know work, I was working at target at the time so it was you know I was I was working at target uh wrestling every every single weekend you know then I'd go to Rhode Island and do XWA beyond uh limitless and back to XWA again so like, I was really starting to really starting to get out there
1: right um, starting to hustle
0: yeah started started a hustle start started to get over and people were really starting to go, okay this yeah fuck this guy's awesome um then i started working for pcw in los angeles and that's you know so that started working you know stuff started to open up around there and then at this time at christmas i get phone i get a phone call and they're like hey we've had a few problems with people passing um the uh medical test in england so this was the birth of nxt uk so this was the first one. This was the first talk, the the first UK tournament. So I get this call on the I think it was a Thursday, and Canyon says, "Hey, can you come and do this this show? We've had people we've had people that can't compete. Um, you've worked your ass off, you know. Just like we really, really appreciate everything you do. Can you come and be in the tournament?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> of course I can." Sure. So then I flew out. Yeah. So then yeah. So then Thursday night I get my plane ticket, and then Friday night I fly in to do, uh, to Blackpool, to do the, uh, uh, the UK tournament. And again, that well, if, if the door was slightly closed to getting back there, that was kicked wide open at that point. It was, you know, it was wide open. Um, uh, my match would have been forgettable. Um, if it hadn't, uh, apart from, you know, because the way it was set up south. It was me and Jordan Devlin. Um, the crowds were so far behind me, but then, uh, I get kicked in the back of the head and uh, it was supposed to be kicked to the back of the head, kick out, and then we go to the finish. Uh, anyway, so the ref counts three. And I clearly kicked out. And I'm like, oh, everyone's booing. I'm like, what the fuck? So, of course, in my head, I'm like, right, we even went over time. Mm. Well, the ref's are fucking dumbass and just, just counted. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, Danilo, what the fuck? And he goes, you're bleeding. I'm like, what? And he goes, back your head. I touch the back of my head. I look at the floor and there is blood everywhere and I'm like oh wow so I'm trying to rub it over my face to get the shot and the cameraman like, no 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 so I'm like fuck anyway, I <laughs> ended, up having, ended up having nine staples in the back of my head yeah from that.
3: but nice.
0: <laughs> it worked so well because after that it was like yeah like your performance in that was awesome you know what would have happened if it, it you know so it really yeah. got me over it. like literally that you know that, that unfortunate accident took it to the next level so then Yes. And Happy that,
1: accidents.
0: Yeah, it always worked. It and then, happens. yeah. So, and obviously, by and then because of that, they, uh, WWE put me on a part time deal for N- NXT. I would come in and do the tapings at full sale, and then I would work whatever co- coconut shows they had room for me on. Mm. So it was kind of cool. So I was just, I was just literally doing the TV tapings and working the live events. So I didn't have to go to the PC or anything like that. Um, okay. So that, you know, that was going really well. And then that, that 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 was six months. And, you know, I was told there's no guarantees after this. No guarantees at all. We don't know what we're going to do with you. We don't know if this is a thing. This could just be six months. Earn money, save it, and then you'll be on your way, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, so again, that's why I love Canyon. Straight to the point. Didn't say yeah. that just, this is what this is what the scenario is. So again, yeah. just I'm like, all right, well then I'm gonna take advantage of this and I'm just gonna make the most of it and I will, you know, I will do the best as, as I can. Yeah. Um, and then we'll just see what happens. We'll leave it up to fate. Yeah. Well, and, when you have all the
1: information like that, you can conduct yourself like an adult, yeah. you know, yeah. like you don't have
0: to And it was you know, and at that point in time I was able to quit work because of you know, it was the first time I'd actually really been I'd been able to be an independent wrestler. Yeah, because of what I was earning, so it was just it was a nice break from that. So I got to be sure. home. even on the way at the weekends. I was I was at home with my um, uh, with my wife and my stepdaughter. So you know it, it, it was really great. Yeah. Um. Then that contract was coming up to the head on. I think it was a, it was March, and I hadn't heard anything. So I was just like, they're just going to let this run through, and then they'll be like, great. Thank you for your time. You know, uh, we'll be in touch. That's the conversation I thought I was going to get. So anyway, I get a text that morning um, from uh, a guy called Paul. I can't remember his last name, but I think he he was just working with Canon. And he goes, ah, congrats on your, uh, on, on, on your contract. Uh, We'll be sending all the details to you in like the next day or so. So I'm like, in my head, I thought, oh, they're just going to renew this one. Uh. Because I, started I'd started to put the feelers out there to Ring of Honor and Impact. And there was some there was some interest there. Sure. So then I was like, oh well they're just gonna renew this for another six miles. Oh okay, whatever anyway. So then I'll get a phone call like 20 minutes later and Camden's like I'm so sorry he's completely spoiled he's completely spoiled the surprise. Uh this is Hunter's call. We want to bring you back full time. So I was just like oh <laughs> All right. Shit. Okay. And he was like, "Yeah, blah blah blah. Um, uh, we'll see you in. Uh, we'll see you rest, WrestleMania weekend in New Orleans, which was that weekend. So I got that call on the on the on the Monday of the Tuesday. Anyway, just. I'm I'm not I'm not going to cope this one up. But literally, I got off the phone and cried because that's I couldn't awesome. believe I I couldn't believe I'd done it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I just, that's awesome. I, I, I call I called my mum at home. And she just lost her shit. She was like, "You." she went, you're, I said, I don't, I just couldn't believe I got back and I couldn't believe it. And it was just, yeah. but I got back at the most exciting time. during sure. NXT. This was when NXT was, this is when, this is when it was really NXT. Like, yeah. you know, so it was just, you know, you, uh, I'm trying to think, I literally, the month before that, I think I watched you guys like, uh, debut and beat the fuck out of Drew. Yeah. Um, you know, so just everyone was there. Like, I was just like, Jesus yeah. Christ, like, fuck, what, you know, yeah, well, it was a good time. Um, yeah, and then just you know, it was you know, to, to get, just to get to that position where it's like, shit, I'm back, and then did it, you know, did all the tests, and I'm sitting there like freaking out, like, is anything going to come back? I was waiting for like, the fucking, mm. oh, sorry, this is broken, you have to mm, get it fixed. Of course, you, of course, yeah. Just sitting there like stressing all day, and then they're like, nope, you're all good, you start Monday. Um, nice. Yeah. So very, very fortunate. Yeah. I, realized, I mean, for, I. I hours sorry <laughs> no not, no that's
1: a, that's the, that's the the, the story <laughs> we wanted and and that's you know um there's no doubt that that was a special time in the uh the industry as a whole yeah um, yeah I, I, you know and I, you you have those um moments in the timeline and i i think there's just so many variables that go into the equation that um you you can't really set out to make something like that happen and exist yeah. it, it just, just ha- it's yeah. serendipitous in a way and it just happens and then you know ride it until the wheels fall off because yeah. everything yeah. is going to evolve and change nothing ever stays and yeah um, yeah i mean it's just it, it it is the way of life it is the way of yeah. Uh, pro wrestling for sure. Um, and then, like you said, like just fucking fortunate, you know, fortunate yeah. to have been there. Um, I give all the credit to, you know, the, the people. The, the obvious ones are like Hunter and Bloom, um, you know, the the Fit Finleys and the, yeah, and and the Regals. And that, yeah. um, but then like even down to like medical staff. You know, yeah. like Tara and John and just all the everybody that made that place, Melissa,
0: yeah. um being I,
1: pretty much the mother of the PC. The, like yeah. every everybody the best that made
0: babysitter in the world, <laughs> like flights yeah. sure and stuff like that, yeah. Everybody just, that made that place, I, um, awesome I just rem- I just remember as well, like going back to the PC, because like, obviously oh, you have to report the P- uh, to the PC. It took me 10 minutes to walk through that door because I got like the worst PTSD mm. standing outside, like shaking with my key card because I just didn't know what to expect. Mm. Oh, man. And then I went in there and Bro. then literally I'm seeing people smile and fucking, I'm like, Yeah. I I almost wanted to walk back out and walk back in just to make sure. But just, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was just an unreal, like it was, it was was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. The
1: atmosphere was great. It was like, there was work being done. There was things getting done and you you knew it it was productive.
0: It just felt like, okay, there is actually a chance to progress and move forward. Whereas when I was there before, I just felt like, unless you were like, one like one of the guys picked for TV, like you ain't doing shit, and you were just like yeah. stuck. I just it's yeah. just yeah. Like overwhelming sense of growth, and then you know to so then literally, our I started on that Monday, the tapings were that Wednesday. That mm. was literally they were like, okay, we're going to do you and Roddy and uh, Kyle take over, and I'm like, huh. So like literally, just my first month, I walk in there, and then we you know we do the tour through we do the tour through Europe and all of that and it's like right okay and i was like this is my first month back like i couldn't believe it Like, just mm. 180 from how it was before
1: yeah and then it, it you know that it, it would eventually move into those um when things were really quick clicking man they the takeovers were just the cherry on top for everything yeah. and and they made um yeah it was just a a, a if you could freeze that um period of time yeah um it really was was something special
0: and we're all
1: super fortunate to yeah for
0: me like that that first takeover we did like i've still not watched it back yeah i still won't watch that back because i know i'll rip it apart Mm -hmm. i should have done this and should have done that Mm -hmm. but that moment at the end of it that for me was i was just like (laughs) everything was worth it yeah and that was such a special feeling for me so i'm like i don't want to watch it because i know i'm gonna be like Oh, oh, why did you do that? Yeah. I know I'll ruin it for myself. So, you, you, you haven't seen it. No, That's all right.
1: Something to be yeah. said for self awareness.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, just I oh, know I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, you didn't do that right. You sold that wrong. Fuck. Oh, you look yeah. shit in that gear. You look fat. You fucked it. I'll just ruin it for myself. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to leave it alone. because Yeah, we're all, all our own, own.
1: worst critics, I, I think. Yeah,
0: well, I'm a, my own worst critic. I'm awful. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, um, Frank, where else, uh, anything else you got on that? Uh, Dash, you got anything?
4: Let, let's talk real quick about working with Pat McAfee mm. and, uh, yeah. and and what that was like, especially, yeah. you know, especially with you guys that are seasoned veterans and then Pat comes in kind of as a... Punter. Be like me. <laughs> Legit punter. Like, yeah. hey, but yeah, he's a kicker. Well, punter and... is actually
1: um, a derogatory term in the UK. Correct. Uh,
0: Martin. Well, it's not really. It's it's just it's just a fan. It's, it's, okay. Oh, I that's a fan. Mark. It's a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Pat. I mean, so yeah, to get up to speed to that, like, so this is when you know this was. I mean, this unfortunately was during the pandemic. Mm. Um, so you can always look back and go like, oh, what if we'd have had an actual crowd? Mm. Um, but it, you know, we we didn't have it and stuff. You know, and just. Uh, so, this that whole run that, that had been, you know, it had been started with uh, being given the opportunity to be one half of the N- NXT Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. So, up to that point, that was like that was the biggest thing um, yeah. you know, i had done. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because we had the guys uh, guys interesting story on. about that. We had a we had the qualifying tag match the week before, didn't we? It was me and you against, the, uh, sorry, me and Biff against you and Kyle. Uh-huh. And I think we we cheated to win that or wherever it was. Yeah. But um, when I went up for the drop kick on the second rope, I popped mm-hmm. my knee up.
1: Oh, no. Same one? The left ACL? one. ACL? Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. yeah, the left one. So I'm like, oh, I didn't think anything of it. Finished the match. I got home. Woke up the next morning. It was the size of a fucking football. Uh-huh. Could, oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. Mm. And this was the week before. They're like, okay, so you do the qualifying one this week, and then you'll cheat. Pat will come out, and this—this this was all the rundown for the next week. So mm. I was sitting there, and I'm like, well, I ain't saying jack shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to my doctor, got like multiple like shots of anti-inflammatories, and took like these pills that were like this fucking big. Like they get all. The, luckily, got all the swelling down, and I was able to get through it. But yeah, just I couldn't believe my luck. I was like, uh, uh-uh, mm. no way. But then you know we do the thing. Pat does the, You know we win the tag title, Pat does a reveal, and then just—I mean, I, I don't know you, about, uh, I don't know about you, Bob. But like that was probably my funnest time period with mm-hmm. you guys
3: mm-hmm. doing everything fun. we
0: did. It was—it was so much fun. Like all the, you know, all the promos and like the random promos. Yeah. Like, oh, Pete Dune and. Everything Carl <laughs> was doing, <just> like, <laughs> and and like just you know like the wild brawls we we'd have and everything like yeah. that, and just everything that led up to war games. That that was my funnest time period, because sure. it was. It was just. It was just. We just. It was like we'd get together and the, you know the writers would be like, oh well, we got this idea for this 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 mm-hmm. and this and this, and everyone would kind of veer off script and we'd just do our own thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, I, I mean, and again, I mean, to Pat's credit. I love the fact that he just listened. At no point was he like, "Well, I think we should do this." Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, he would literally just stand there and go, "What do you guys want to do?" Like that's yeah. Um, which he didn't really have to do because obviously he, he, he had can't blast to do whatever he wanted. Pretty much like he's sure. flying on his jet that day, like, sure. After doing his podcast and turn up yeah. for, like five, six o'clock. We're like we'll be doing tonight. <laughs> so it was, yeah, you know, he, <laughs> he pretty much had free reign to, do, to, to 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 do what he wanted, but he in terms of like putting the stuff together and everything like that, he would just be like, okay, you tell me what you need me to do. Like he, he was great in that respect. Yeah.
1: He was very much a pleasure to work with. Yeah. So much yeah. fun. Yeah. That's me.
0: <laughs> we know, we all know we're all giving you the, uh, Disapproving dad look right well now.
1: Hi, baby. Hi. I'm just finishing up the podcast. Oh shit! You want to <laughs> Are you on
2: lunch, baby? Oh, I love
0: it. I love you.
2: I love you. Love you too. Bye.
0: Love you. <laughs> <laughs> You you answer answer the phone when, listen,
1: You answer the phone when your wife calls. Oh I'm yeah. special that's right? guessing. That's the words of
0: the wise. That is is forty-eight you know, hours. We can laugh yeah. at that. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's doing L's your job. That's, that's being a good L's husband work work right deep. there. Yeah. That's, that's knowing how to be
1: a good husband.
0: That's no, I'm with you on that, Mike. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: that's funny. Yep. Frank oh, knows. Frank knows.
4: Doesn't matter what you're doing at that moment. Doesn't matter who that. the guest is. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. shit. You just go. Hold on a second. I gotta answer yep. this. Yeah. And you answer. Well, so
1: for a second I thought about turning down the um
4: the volume, but then doesn't
1: that shoot it right to voicemail? And it's like, yep. oh no, I, I yep. can't do that. I can't send
2: her to voicemail. <laughs> no, no. Dang it. Dang good buddy. Dang good buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that ain't gonna go no. well. I hate That's heat right that, yeah. well. Right. That's um, white heat. That's white heat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That'll get you canceled
4: from your marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, You
4: you send her to voicemail and not only do you have heat, me and Frank will have heat. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, Because it's out talking to you. Yeah. So, Uh, yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah.
4: Okay. Well, there we go. That's probably a good place to wrap this up.
2: Let's end it right there. Special guest appearance by Mrs. Fish. yes (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> the one and only.
2: The one and only. <laughs> yes. Well, she's hard at work. Making that paper, son. Making that paper. Making yeah. it rain. And here I am sitting on my ass. Talking <laughs> to us.
1: Like uh, a real you leader of the days. family. It works out so you Saturday oh, Saturday. Saturday.
3: Saturday.
1: You're good. Hmm. Uh well Martin, it was a pleasure. Um I know you're still uh you're still at it. You're still doing your thing. So I'm sure we will cross paths again. I hope Um, so very much. Yeah, any idea when you are back over for uh one PW?
0: Um I think tentatively it's the June show. If not, it'll be the the next done show I think that we're still trying to work all that out.
1: Okay, Um, you um staying busy here in uh
0: Florida? Yeah, there's a uh company in Florida called CCW. Um they run Again, this was another moment of weird clarity when like, I, I go and watch one of their shows, and the building's sold out, and I'm like, "What the fuck? It's Florida!" Like, just mm. you know. But you know, th- those guys—they bust their asses. They run like cool. six, seven shows a month. Nice. um, so I'm six, really seven li- shows a month. Yeah, they run a lot. They run a lot, and they're they're expanding more. Uh, they're going to start running. Um, they're going to start running Orlando because uh, they run Kissimmee. So they're, they're going to make their way like, to Tampa. Six or seven home.
1: shows in the yeah.
0: month? Yeah.
2: How far do they go? Like,
1: how so,
0: many cities are they doing? So literally, they are the last uh, territory because they run Miami. for They literally run all up that way. And now they're wow. going to make their way and literally run all of the um uh, the thing. They've just got a TV deal. Uh, Kevin Sullivan is at the helm as Booker. Wow. Uh, they start, right, very uh, they, they, cool. They, those first tapings start on the 27th and 28th of May. Good for them. Um, so yeah, so I'm keeping real, real busy with that. Good. Um, I go out to Pennsylvania this weekend for um, AXW, I think okay. it's the one that's the co-, co run by Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly's pleasure, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: nice, nice, nice.
0: So, yeah. yeah, you know, so obviously 2022 was a rough year, but you know, finally getting cleared and. Dealing with all the shoulder surgeries and stuff like that. You know, good. I started to take my time with it so that my shoulder can get good, but it feels great now. So I've got full strength back. So now it's time to take the training wheels off and uh yeah, and start fucking hustling. Good.
1: Good. That sounds like uh, a perfect plan. It certainly yeah. won't be your first rodeo. Um, and uh I expect big things from you, my friend.
0: Oh, well I appreciate that, my man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. always a pleasure working with you, always, man. Always, always. those coconut loops, yeah. Leg kicking me to death, and then the next step <laughs> I walk up the stairs properly. I'm like, oh, you bastard, fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I, always I always forget funny. it's not real. Always really good. You're always like, you'd, you'd throw it and be like, oh, I'm sorry, Carla, just wail <laughs> away. And I'm like, Fuck, I can't walk properly. This is awful. <laughs> I'm literally allowing you to shin kick me in the leg. This yeah. is awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that yeah, those shows are always good. Yes, will, will, sir. Yes, always sir.
1: Well, thank you for coming on, Martin. Thank um, you for, man. This
2: is awesome. Frank, what do you got? I got your fleece
4: on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, you do. Dennis, where do you, where do you
4: find this bad boy? Uh, Bobbyfishapparel.com. Oh. Ooh. Or, yes. or yeah. in Frank's closet. Well, it's, it wants, I would prefer you yeah.
1: going
2: to my closet, but well, that's fine too.
1: Or on some bootleg website somewhere. Um, we, we've discovered those too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, you made it now when people are bootlegging you. Oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the highest of compliments, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <exactly>. Thievery.
4: <laughs> Thievery, yes. All right. Dennis, what do you got? Uh, Hungry. Siflis? That's about, that's about it. I'm hungry.
1: <laughs> All right. I thought maybe you were trying to tell us something. I thought Frank was throwing you under the bus.
4: Nope. Dennis has got syphilis. Yo. <laughs> Gonorrhea. Yeah. <laughs> Gonorrhea. <laughs> uh, diarrhea. <laughs> All right.
1: On that note, Frank, Dennis, Martin,
0: it's time to go. Been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you very thank much for having me on. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
1: Dennis. All right. Say goodnight, Bobby. Good night, Bobby.